This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hello, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to another episode of Creating Consciousness. It's me, your host and guide, Rebecca, and I am so happy to be back because I took the week off last week from podcasting. Wasn't my intention, but that is just how life works. I went to California. Yes, I remembered to bring my hard drive this time. So the podcast episode was all set and ready to go except I received some news that really just kind of threw me into grief. I found out that my mentor had passed and it, I just, if I'm being completely honest, I was in bed for two days. I just couldn't move. I was grieving. I was crying. I was with all the emotions and I speak about it now and I start to like go there again and I will totally allow myself to go there if 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 that wants to come up right now and just be completely vulnerable with you all as a collective. But I really had to honor the state I was in and I couldn't bring myself to just even open up my computer and upload it to the host so you could have an episode. I just had to be with myself and For everyone who has experienced grief or is experiencing grief or will experience grief, just know that meeting yourself where you're where you're at is one of the best things you can do for yourself in that time. So this was really like my first time dealing with grief, not my first, but like the death of someone who made such a huge impact in my life. Here we go. Here comes the waterworks. And so I had to honor myself and really do like some shadow work on how this person helped shape me and how my energy shifted after being in in union and uh, a place of learning with this individual. And that really helped me learn so much more about myself. And I always mention on the podcast that like the three D's, divorce or or a breakup, divorce, death or disease are huge catalysts for spiritual transformation. And that was just further echoed to me over these last two weeks just really being in those emotions and seeing the shift within myself that occurred after my mentor's passing, but also um, being with myself and noticing the shift prior to her passing and just really valuing her and valuing myself in that as well. And I just, I feel like I'm rambling now, but I just, really, 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 even if you have commitments, even if there's like a deadline for something, I want you to know that if you are grieving, you do not have to meet that deadline. I'm sure 
capitalist America and the corporate world will tell you different, but you need to do what is right for you. And spiritually, what is right for me is to really take that time. So if you are someone who is grieving, someone who has grieved in the past or someone who will grieve, which I'm speaking to everyone right now, just know that it is okay to feel the emotions, to feel the sadness, to feel the anger, to feel anything that comes up surrounding grief. Okay. But uh, we are back this week with a wonderful new episode. This episode continues our flying high journey. Last week, or I guess two weeks ago now, we entered into the quantum world with Lily, the quantum guide, as we dove deep into beyond quantum healing and that healing modality of shadow work. And this week, we are journeying to the Akashic Records with my dear friend, Laura or Laura Tati Lyra. And she is an Akashic Records practitioner. She is an Akashic Records practitioner who uses both energy healing and the tarot in the records. So her sessions are completely life-changing and transformative. Her voice, oh my God, I could listen to her speak all day. She is seriously just pure light, pure beauty. And she just tickles my little Libra and uh, my Libra sun and Taurus rising Venus ruled planet so much because she is just such a gorgeous being. And I just love being in her energy. And I know that you are absolutely going to think the same thing. So that's why I'm just so excited to bring her on to the podcast. We will dive into the Akashic Records, what they are, how the Akashic Records can help reveal to you your shadow and other tools and bits of wisdom that the Akashic Records can provide you with. And of course, what Laura's sessions are like when she blends the tarot and the energy healing into her records readings. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm also an Akashic Records practitioner. However, I don't do Akashic Records readings one-on-one. -on -one. I have really found uh, such joy in facilitating group Akashic Records readings. And every month I host a group session. Tickets um, start as low as $21 on the sliding scale and go up to $35. However, if you're a client of mine, you receive those sessions for free, and I always offer two scholarship tickets per journey as well for a member of a marginalized community. What I love about doing Akashic Records readings in a group setting is that uh, even if you have zero psychic experience or are just beginning your spiritual journey, you are in a position where you are channeling you are receiving information from the Akasha and I'm just facilitating. You are the one receiving every bit of information. So like I've had so many friends come who just haven't thought they were psychic who leave and they're like, I'm psychic. And I'm like, damn right. I could have told you that. But then also people who have been skeptical who come in and they go to the records, they receive pieces of information. They see things and they're like, okay, wow. This is something that I need to pay attention to and something that I need to focus on. So the records are a really cool place. And each month when I take a group and we journey to the Akashic Records in a virtual setting, we focus on a different theme. So last month we focused on past lives. So we journeyed to the records to 
discovers a past life that needed to make itself known to us right now in our current state. And then we linked that to how we integrate that information into our present life to perhaps break any sort of patterns or karma or ancestral um, curses. Maybe that wasn't the best word, curses. I don't want to scare anyone. But anyway, uh, next month we'll be diving into the Akashic Records for career and then we'll move into relationships, soul's purpose. So there's so many different topics and themes we'll go into the records to discuss. And if you're ever interested in finding out more or joining one of those group journeys, you can visit my website or find the link in the show notes and sign up for my email list. I will link that there for you so you can stay up to date on when the next journey will be. I will finish up the episode with a couple more housekeeping things. So just stay tuned if you're wanting to uh, learn what else is coming up at this consciousness. I have a lot of free offerings coming up. So stay tuned till the end of the episode to hear those. But without further ado, Laura, Tati, Lyra. Hi, Laura. Welcome to Creating Consciousness. I am so happy to have you. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here on your beautiful podcast. I'm such an active listener and I love listening to your podcast every single week. Oh my gosh, you make me feel so happy. You're you're so wonderful. I have been fortunate enough to have had a session with you and it brought tears to my eyes, the things you were channeling, the things that were coming through. And I'm just so happy that we now get to meet in this space and just geek out over you, your modalities, and the consciousness that you create and help change in this world. So diving in first, as you know, I always love to understand people, and I'm sure the audience does too, because this is why we do it, but we always love to understand people on a spiritual basis first. So let's get to know your spiritual identity a bit. Any modalities that you use that help to get to know yourself better? So whether that's human design, the Zodiac, whatever that is, just let us know. Of course. Yes. Um, So my son is a Leo, moon, Pisces, Uh, My rising is Sagittarius, and in human design, I'm a generator. I believe I'm a a specific uh, manifester, and I I connect and gravitate towards the Pleiadians and um, Andromedians. So that's where I I do a lot of the channeling from when I access the Akashic Records. Mm. Okay. Wow. So there's a couple things here that always in these intros, we're always talking about the identities for a little bit, but I know we're going to get into this a little bit with what you do, but you mentioned you're a specific manifester. What does that mean for the people who are unaware? So a specific manifester means that, I mean, you could write it, but the way that I manifest is by saying things out loud. And when I say things out loud, I, they're very specific. I'll give you an example. Um, back in 2017, um, I had been single for about three years and I, all of a sudden I started saying, I, I lived in New Mexico at the time. And so I started saying, I'm going to meet him in New York. And so the way that I visualized him was, you know, he had dark hair with salt and pepper, like hair, 
um, about a little bit taller than me and just the way that I visualized him. And I kept on saying, I'm not going to worry about dating. I'm going to meet him in New York. Well, in 2018, I did a yoga training in New York City at Strala Yoga Studio in April of 2018. The second week I was there, um, I got an app on the Bumble app and I matched with this amazing guy and I met him and it was him. So exactly how I visualized him and I go back to work uh, a few weeks later and I let them know, you know, you know how I was telling you that I was going to meet him in New York. I met him in New York, in New York, and we've been together ever since. So I met him April of 2018. Wow. Yeah, he's exactly how I visualized him. And just by me verbalizing and just like I, I would say it like it was a fact, like if I knew it was going to happen, I just kept on saying, you know, I'm not going to worry about dating anyone here in New Mexico. I'm going to meet him in New York. And I did so. And just looking back at other things that I've manifested when I verbalize things in a way that I feel confident and I know that it's a fact, they, I, I manifest those things. That is truly incredible. So I'm a non-specific manifester. So for me, it's like you more so feel into the the energy of what you want as opposed to get hyper-specific with it. So it's really interesting how different people within human design have different ways of manifesting authentically for themselves. But wow, your case is just, it's so fascinating. I think people who are specific manifestors are so freaking cool. So thank you for sharing that. Tell us a little bit about your work and what it is that you do. Well, I'm super excited to talk to you about the Akashic Records. That's the work that I mostly focus on, the Akashic Records with Tarot. So the Akashic Records, I came upon them when I when I actually moved to New York in January of 2019. Um, I wanted to explore other like um, healing modalities because I was just really submerged in in yoga and I loved yoga and just teaching and guiding classes, but I felt like I wanted to add something else to those classes. And so I came upon the Akashic Records. And what I loved about the Akashic Records is that everybody has a record um, because everybody has a soul. But whenever you open up for like a community, a group, you're able to channel uh, like messages in that way. Just channeling not a specific person, but not a specific person's soul, but the energy within a community or a group. And that's something that I wanted to integrate within my um, my yoga classes, especially in Savasana, when people were just lying down, just taking in um, the that moment of like their me time. And just maybe I, I thought about visualizing what if I could do something, provide something in that moment when they're like relaxing and, the, and they're in their zone. So luckily I came upon the Akashic Records. And so the Akashic Records are the complete vibrational history of your soul, meaning every experience, emotion, anything that you have lived through throughout your lifetimes is recorded in these records. And so these records, how I understand it, are in a dimension called the Akasha. Um, So this energy and this dimension contains all this infinite in information of everything ha- that has happened with your soul in all the lifetimes that, that it has lived. And so in order to access the Akashic Records, 
you do so via prayer or meditation. And so you're able to ask questions and you receive these answers from your guides or guardians. And that's how I refer to them, guides or guardians. The guides are like your your team of, of, of energies or loved ones or spirit animals or star seeds that are with you, guiding you in your soul's journey during this time on earth. The, the guardians to me are the guardians of the records, um, the ones that are the gatekeepers to the information related to your soul. And the, they're the ones that provide you the information that at that moment they feel you should know. Um, so those are the guardians. And so I love working with the records because oftentimes we have questions and the more we sometimes look outside of ourselves, the more we get confused. And sometimes we, it, we would like to get the answers within us, but sometimes we're unsure or we don't trust as much. So accessing the Akashic Records, if you're able to do it yourself, perfect. But if you can't, it's great to go with an Akashic Records reader that is able to access your records and provide that information that lies within you. And so that's one of the main reasons I was drawn to the Akashic Records uh, because of the ability of being able to access them whenever you want and being able to access information that is within mm. you. That's so incredibly powerful. The records are such an amazing tool and I, I love them. I love the way you work with the records, but hearing the way you speak about it, you just exude so much passion about them. And it seems that they've been really instrumental in your life. How have the records helped shaped you to where you are today in your work? They have helped me so much and they have guided me so much into truly trusting the information coming through and also surrendering and just allowing things to unfold the way that they should unfold. Though it's not easy. It's like, like they say, it's easier said than done because it honestly took me about a year and a half to fully access the records. Um, I I started off with the uh, Dr. Linda Howe's um, the, the prayer, the, the pathway process prayer. And it, it was really difficult for me to, to really connect and receive information. So I decided to read other books um, and try out different prayers, both in English and Spanish. And I started feeling that energy and I started really channeling information and seeing um, images with my third eye and uh, feeling energies and just like, really feeling the energy of the Akasha and having the uh, this ability to be able to access the records and, and receive information has really helped me um, continue down my my path uh, during this this lifetime and really trust in in the unfolding of of how my path is unfolding in front of me and helping me trust and allowing me to be okay with, you know, if I want to learn something, it's okay to move on to the next thing and not feel like I wasted time because it's all in perfect timing. Mm. And so the records have really guided me to trust that, to trust the timing, because they always say, you know, in this earthly plane, time is so important to us, but really there's there's no worry, there's no need to worry about time because there's always time. Um, but we focus so much on time. 
So the, the records are really, have really guided me into this way of thinking and being and always coming back within myself to, to receive the answers that I'm looking for when, when I'm searching for them elsewhere. I'm always guided to come back within myself because within myself, the answers lie there. But oftentimes when I'm being pulled in many directions because I'm thinking about what if, you know, X person thinks this or what if, what will they say, you know, going back to the ego, pulling me to like, but this is, you know, better for you to do this. Um, I always go back to the records and I ask the records. And when I do that, I, I really take the time to be very intentional and just make the space and time to just come back to myself, to be to be able to sit with myself and um, ask those questions and really trust the answers that are coming through. Mm. Trust is, I believe, the biggest element and factor when doing any sort of psychic or visionary work, because without trust, you can get like a little dopamine hit from going into the records, but then you leave the records and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I don't trust anything that they just told me and I'm going to keep living the way I'm living. And that's exactly. not the purpose. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it really takes a lot of trust and, and surrender. Um, and I feel it took me so long to access the, the records just because of expectations or, or uh, seeing others, how they were doing it. And if I wasn't doing it like other people, I was doing it incorrectly. So it really took trust, trusting in myself that the way that I was receiving the information was the way that I, that's the way that I understood it and was able to uh, verbalize it um, in my own way using the tarot. Um, So I love using the tarot with the Akashic Records because when I channel information through the Akashic records. I use crystals because I'm a clairtangent. So I receive information through my hand. So I hold on to a crystal and I feel holding on to a clear quartz crystal allows me to really um, receive the information and, and be able to verbalize it, translate it in a way that uh, my client or even myself will understand it uh, more in detail. And then I also use the tarot in my readings for that extra support and that extra confirmation as when the cards come up more than likely it it still is the same messaging that we got from the records. Totally. And that was evident in our session together when we had that too, like the tarot cards that were pulled were just further solidified the messages that you were already sharing and channeling. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was so powerful. I can't, I can't, I'm not over it. I'm still processing. <laughs> yeah. And I love it because it's just like confirmation, not, not only, you know, for you, you know, the, the client, the person I'm giving the reading to, but for me, it's validating the, that the work that I'm doing is accurate. And, and, you know, it allows me to trust even more because the, the, the cards are confirming the message that I just channeled. Exactly. And I would say a lot of psychic work is confirmation that although yes, we mm-hmm. can get answers for the questions we are searching for, a lot of the information that comes through is what we already know to be true. It's what's living in the subconscious or unconscious. And we just need that external source or higher power to provide us with the, the truth in that, to let us see that it is okay to trust our inner knowing. Exactly. 
So when you open up the records, what type of information do people have access to? When I say the, the light of the Akasha prayer, that's a prayer that I used. That's a prayer that was given to me by my guides. As I mentioned earlier, I did the Linda Howe uh, prayer. I used that one, but it didn't work for me. And I tried other prayers and which I did like a few of them, but I didn't really resonate with them. So when I access my Akashic records, you know, I asked my guides, you know, if they, if I could have a prayer, something that would work for me. And so they guided me to the prayer that I use, which is the light of the Akasha prayer. So when I say this prayer and I open the records, the way that I started reading is the um, guides come forward. So I see um, the highest self always comes forward, the client's highest self. And behind the highest self comes, it could be just an energy. It could be a color. It could be a loved one. And I could see like a hologram of like, the person or the face. And then I, I see spirit animals, star seeds, um, and also angels and elementals. And so when they all come forward, they, they all give me the nod of, okay, they could now ask their first question. And so depending on the questions that they have, the information that comes through is very detailed pertaining to what the guardians feel that um, they need to know in this moment. So if somebody asks about asks about a past life, they'll provide a past life that will provide much more than this past life. This is what happened, but so much more detail that resonates with them in this life. So everything that I channel, all the information is information that the guides and guardians know that in this moment, your soul needs to hear. And oftentimes there's some, there are some messages that might not make sense, but within a few weeks or a month, it's going to make sense. And so that's why in my readings, I always have my client record the reading. So, you know, they could think they could look back at it or they could listen to it and, you know, connect the dots because then that message that they received that didn't make sense at that time will make sense. I always say this to clients too, like it might not make sense now. It might make sense down the road, but you also mentioned that within the Akasha, you're getting the messages that are serving you right now for what it is that you need to hear right now in the moment. So when you receive that information, is that information in line with like where you're going in the future? Yes. Okay. So then say you don't like that information you receive. You're like, well, I don't want to do that. When you leave the Akashic Records, can you change the course of what was projected to you? Of course. Um, because the guys and guardians don't tell you, it. they don't tell you what to do. They give you guidance and options. So once you receive those messages, it's up to you to to take it the way that feels good for you. Um, basically, they guide you. They, they basically show you like these are the roads. These are the uh, unlimited possibilities. What feels good for you? So they always direct the but I want to know a specific answer to what do you want? What do you feel what is right for you? So the way that they channel that I channel the information is. I take the question, 
but I don't give you the yes or no because they don't provide yes or no. They give you this guidance that allows you to come back within yourself to get that answer because that answer is already within you. You're just maybe the ego is in the way or fear or other external circumstances that doesn't let you see clearly but you already know that within you. So oftentimes when I channel messages at the end of the, the, the call, the client says, you know, I knew that I, I, I mm-hmm. just didn't trust it. So exactly. So that's where the, the channeling comes from. The, the messages are just, I guess, confirmations, the, the confirmation that they need. There is no cheat code to evolution, to our soul growth and development. And so many people look to psychic work and the Akashic records and channeling as like the ultimate cheat code. But at the end of the day, when you're wanting a finite answer and you're asking your masters, teachers, loved ones, uh, guardians, guides, they're always going to refer you back to yourself for you to make that choice because there's the law of divine intervention or law, I'm sorry, the law of non-intervention. You cannot uh, alter someone's free will, someone's path on a divine level. You can tune into that frequency, but you have to come back and tune into yourself to find out if that's right. And that's why developing your intuition, whether you're going to be doing this work for a living or whether you're just, you know, developing it to know yourself better. That's why intuition is so important. Exactly, exactly. And, and the ultimate goal of what I've learned from accessing the Akashic Records, the ultimate goal of the soul coming back to earth is to grow, to evolve, and just to expand. So every single um, experience you go through, both good and bad, is adding to that knowledge, that growth that you need to continue in your life path. Mm, Beautiful. How does accessing the Akashic records or the Akasha help someone unblock their shadow self or help them tune into what is showing up in their shadow? Oftentimes uh, accessing the Akashic records, well, the Akasha, you're able to access past lives. And these past lives show you an experience Um, something that your soul went through or lived through that in this life is holding you back or or blocking you. And so by connecting to that past life, you're able to to work that um, aspect of the shadow self, not by uh, bypassing it by, but by working through it to be able to liberate it, to to liberate that that blockage or that fear. Um, Because ultimately, you have that um, free will and that inner power to be able to um, change the, the, the direction of, of your path if you, ch- if you chose to. So accessing the Akashic Records when it comes to your shadow self really offers this guidance to, um, and support to come back within yourself to really work through it, to be able to liberate it and, and feel this sense of... Um, like ease, like being able to finally breathe because this the weight that you're holding on to. And sometimes, oftentimes you don't even know where this, this weight is coming from. Accessing the records will give you an idea of where it has come from. So you could work it, work through it and, and release it. So when you're speaking of this, what this really brings me to is like doing energy healing in the 
in the Akasha while you're there. And I know you do that. Is this like the perfect opportunity when you're like, oh, perhaps spirit is wanting me to send some healing or perhaps I can channel some healing to the person right now when you like get to this point of, oh my gosh, I've accessed something in the shadow or this person has accessed something in the shadow. Now we need to fill that just with light and love. And this is like the reprogramming time. Of course. Yes. And that's where, that's where I, I ask, well, I always ask before, you know, a reading, if it would be okay for me to send any, you know, energy healing to the client. Um, and I always let them know if, if it's something that your guides and guardians want me to do, I will let you know before. So you're aware. And so I always let clients know they're asking me if it's okay for me to send, you know, you know, this healing energy to your throat chakra, to your heart chakra, to this area in your body. And I always get permission first to do that. Uh, because again, accessing the Akasha records is moving energy. We're like literally in within uh, energetic realm, and we're sharing energy. So I always ask permission for that. And I do that. Um, oftentimes, I hear back that they feel the the warmth and the tingling and a release. And so I feel it's it's very powerful because we're not only inside the Akasha, which is filled with unconditional love, but I also utilize Reiki to do this, this type of healing work and having the Reiki energy on while being in the Akasha. I feel it's a very, very powerful session to provide that healing energy to be able to to release and and let you know unblock those those blockages that have been there for for quite a while. Mm. What is something that the Akashic records can't help people do? If you you have a specific yes or no question, they're not going to tell you. They they will not. Um because you have free will. And so the Akashic records will always point you back to yourself so you could um come come to your own decisions and choices because it's your life. So they will not give you a roadmap. They will not tell you, you know, give you a to-do list of all the things that you need to do to be able to accomplish this, that, or the other. Again, it's just options and guidance. Um, So you could continue living your path and just learning and growing and evolving in the process. And they're there for support. And every message that they provide is filled with unconditional love. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to, for someone to worry about that, something embarrassing might come up. No, everything is filled with unconditional love. Mm, it's so true. And you feel that love too. You just are in such this such a beautiful space. And I'm not saying uh, physically you're there. You're there uh, intuitively, but you feel that in your whole human body and being. And it's just like the warmest hug from the universe. Yes, yes. And and after a reading, I always explain to my clients what it felt like, because in every single reading, I tear up. And it's because I feel that unconditional love. It's like, I, 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 I there's no word for me to describe it. I just like the, the person that you love the most in this life. That's how it feels times 100. And, yeah. and you just feel so loved, so taken care of, so seen. And, and I feel that. And when I finish the reading, I, I really want to find the words to express to them 
what the what it felt like, what I saw, how how the guides and guardians came forward. And I really try to be very detailed within the reading and even after so they could have this recording and they could look back at it or listen to it and just feel that energy and just visualize it because it's just so powerful. Yeah. Mm. It's such a magical space. You definitely <laughs> have to get her reading with Laura. It is beautiful. I want to talk a little bit about your name. Your name is Laura Tati Lyra. There is meaning and there is significance behind your name, something that you've shared with me before, you've shared with your other clients. But I would love for you to share with the listeners how Laura Tati Lyra came to be. Of course, I would love that. Thank you for asking that. Um, So my name, my human name is Laura, Laura. And so when I started on my spiritual journey, my healing journey, one of the main aspects of this journey has been inner child work. And so I realized that for the longest time, I, due to a trauma that I experienced when I was a child, I like shut away my child, my inner child. And by doing the, the, that inner work, I realized that she needs to be taken care of. Even at this age, I, I still need to like acknowledge her and, you know, be playful and always ha- always making sure that she knows that she's still here with me because I'm still her. And so as a child, one of my sisters couldn't roll her R's, so she couldn't say Laura. So all of a sudden, she started calling me Tati. So that was my nickname as a child. And, and so when I acknowledged her um, a few years ago, and I, you know, let her know that I was sorry that I shut her out and that I didn't pay attention to her. That day, I literally f- visualized my heart crack open. And I, I cried, uncont- like I cried like I've never cried before. And I felt like this release because it was like, finally, I connected to the root cause of like this fear of me of not letting myself be seen. Um, I was always more comfortable in behind the scenes in the background, nobody noticing me. And that was because my inner child, I had her hidden away and I didn't want to acknowledge her. And by acknowledging her, I, I was acknowledging myself and allowing myself to be seen. And so when I decided to pursue the Akashic Records, she's she's always there. And so I wanted to include that name within my within my work because we're both in this together, Laura Tati. And so last year, um, I decided to also, you know, connect with more with my, my highest self because my highest self is also guiding me in this work. And so I did, um, I did this meditation where I was able to ask my highest selves what her name is and the name Lyra came through. And then I realized that many times, many years ago, I would always write the name Lyra instead oh of Laura. Gosh. And so that, yeah, so that was confirmation again, like, because I didn't even think about it. Like it had been a long time since I, I wrote that name. When I was in that meditation and I asked her the name, it just came to me, Lyra. So, so she's also 
a part of like my, my, my team of like the people that the energies I work with to be able to access the Akashic records and work with this modality and the tarot and Reiki. And it's my inner child and my highest self and myself. So that is why my, um, my practice is called Laura Tati Lyra. And it's myself, my human self, my inner child and my highest self um, providing this, this channeling and this healing energy to the people that we're meant to connect with. And I feel that every sing single person I connect with, that we connect with, we have a contract with. Because in that moment that I channel messages, I feel that that's exact perfect moment that I need to connect with souls, the souls that I connect with to provide the messages that they need in that moment to continue moving forward in their life's mm. journey. You blow me away. <laughs> wow. It's just, it's such a powerful and poignant story. Like I found myself tearing up while you were just sharing it now. And even though I've heard it before, it just hits me every time because you hit on so many great points. You are still your inner child. You are your highest self and they are amazing teachers and they are also tools you can tap into in the present moments to help you grow, to help you access parts of yourself that are still wanting to be unlocked or to help you heal from parts of yourself in your past or your present or your future. Oh my gosh. It's just incredibly powerful. And as hum as humans, we like to, to put a name and title on things. So it, it does seem that there is significance aside from the journey and the story you just shared, but to be able to place a name on each of those elements of your whole being and to be able to just by name tune into them as opposed to having to now search, you know? Yes, yes, 100%. And when you're channeling, we spoke about this at the beginning that you identify heavy, heavily with the Pleiadians and the Andromedans. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yes. So the energies that those are the energies that I channel when um, when I started channeling, when I was able to finally access the Akashic records were those energies um, just looking into like where they're located and what their energy type is. Um, that that was who I was connecting with. Um, the Pleiadians, the Pleiadians, are just filled with so much unconditional love. They're they're this beautiful bright star. There's uh, they're also I'm also connected to the. Um, I always I always because I try to say it in Spanish, but then in English I get confused. Um, so that other star cluster as well. Um, I've lived a, a few lifetimes there and I've, I've also confirmed it with other readers that have read my Akashic records where they, they say that they, they, they see um, energy from those two star clusters. And so I have guides and guardians from those two uh, star clusters that, that guide me and that are with me when I channel. And so when I channel, for example, the monthly message for my new newsletter subscribers, um, that's the, those are the, the group of energies that I work with. And so, because I can't really say their names, because again, I get confused with the Spanish version and the English version. I kind of asked them, is there a name that I could call you? And so one day when I was channeling for myself and I asked them, I asked them this, mm -hmm. they showed me a bright light. So I just started saying words like bright, enlightenment, 
illuminate. And when I said illuminate, the earphones I had on made a, like a really loud static noise. And there was no reason for the static noise to be there because these were new um, earphones. And so I made a note of it, illumine. And so when I looked up what illumine meant was to enlighten, to enlighten and illuminate. So I was like, oh, wow, this is perfect. This is a beautiful, beautiful word and beautiful name to 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 um, call them because I do feel like the messages that we receive from our guides and guardians are meant to illuminate us and to enlighten us, um, to, again, to continue on our path. So it's just beautiful. Wow. You say, you say that the name and my heart just opens the hairs on my arm stand up straight. My whole body is just going through this complete wave of chills right now. It's so incredible. Just even saying the name or feeling into the energy, you just feel so much of it. I mean, it's so like, uh, in some religions, not saying the word God or Jesus or uh, Yeshua or Yahweh, like mm-hmm. because of the, how sacred it is mm-hmm. and how just saying them or feeling into them is so powerful. Yes. And so I, I feel that with, uh, <laughs> with the channelings that you do and just even hearing you talk about them, I just feel that way. And so again, more proof that you need a reading with Laura, (laughs) if you're listening. I love, love, love giving readings. Um, Just, I mean, I don't know the people that I give readings to, but when I connect with with them on like Zoom and I see them, I feel like I've known them, but this is the first time I've met them. So again, that's why I go back to like, I feel I have a contract with you. We've met some other lifetime because I feel a connection. And so when I channel... I channel in a way that I'm fully embodying the energy that I'm feeling, but also the words that are coming through. And oftentimes I've been told that when I channel, um, my voice is very soft and mm. and very welcoming. Like if it's just very soothing is what I always get. It um, is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for confirming that. Yes. And I'm really excited because you know, when I'm channeling, I channel with my eyes closed. So I can't really like see, you know, the other person. But when I because I'm really in the zone when I'm channeling and everything just coming through, I'm, I'm just saying it, I'm just saying it as, as it's coming through. But oftentimes, I do take a pause when there's this magnificent energy or this um, loved one or or starseed that I see in in your case, when I saw the um, blue avian, I just often have to take a pause because the channeling, all the channel that's coming through and what I'm seeing and I'm trying to vocalize, um, it's just so fast that sometimes I do, I do stop and, and uh, take it in and then verbalize it because it's just so beautiful and it's so powerful. Oh yeah. It's incredibly powerful. And information psychically, whether you're just doing a psychic reading or you're in the records, it does come through fast and you have to be able to translate the messages. And so that's why so many people, they will be reading and they'll be like, okay, wait, hold on. Like, let me make sure I'm getting this right because Mm -hmm. you get one piece of information and then all of a sudden you're getting like 10 more bits of information. And it's like, okay, I just got to make sure, does that go with that message? Or is this a completely new message coming through? 
But then of course, in your case too, it sounds like you, and I mean, you have to enter the records with reverence, but it sounds like you are in deep service and working with the utmost reverence for any of the beings, guides, guardians that you are encountering. And I think that is so important in the work, but I think that's why you are truly one of the most gifted Akashic Records readers I know. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I feel like I consider myself a vessel. So, you know, I, I constantly always um, just being within my practice and meditating and always connecting just so I could continuously be connected with, with that energy, but also grounding and always spending time in nature, just, you know, coming back to my human self. Um, but always knowing that when I'm in the records, that's the, the moment where my body is the vessel to receive this information and channel it exactly as it's, as it's coming through. Because I feel that in that moment, I'm being used to provide uh, the messages in a way that the client is, needs to understand them and is going to understand them. Yeah. It can be difficult to understand the messages sometimes too. I mean, you, I always explain to people, okay, I might be getting a turtle is what I'm seeing, but it's my job to bridge the gap between the divine and the human world. So psychically for me, a turtle in my dictionary could mean slow and steady Mm -hmm. for someone else that could mean like seek protection, seek shelter, seek safety, find your home. But what I think is so fascinating about the Akashic Records that although sometimes you might get those images, the the way guides and guardians speak in the records energetically and vibrationally is more of like this sing song metaphor, but is still laced in with humor and this unconditional love that you can just get completely lost in. Yes, for sure. And oftentimes... Um, when I see spirit animals in, in readings, they just pop in and out. Uh, when they do that, I always make a mental note because at the end of the reading, I always let the client know, you know, a whale came through, um, a rabbit came through. And so I let them know and I always let them know whenever you're ready, go on to Google and just Google, you know, uh, fox spirit medicine. I and mean, there's more messages there for you. And oftentimes those messages, just like um, the tarot, those spirit animals are providing additional information and confirmation as to what was um, channeled in the reading. Okay, so I have to tell you this. The day before our reading, I was asking the universe for signs. I needed some universal confirmation and I asked for two animals and I asked for them like one right after the other. And usually when that happens, like the universe isn't going to give it to you in order on any sort of specific timeline because time doesn't exist, yada, yada, yada. However, the moment we went into the records, you gave me those two animals and I was like, okay, I am listening to anything and everything she is saying. Like I wasn't testing you. I was asking for myself even before we had our reading. But I know there are people who will go into these types of readings and want to like test the reader. And that's not right. But 
the I just trusted everything you said because I had been waiting so long for these signs. <laughs> Only a day shows how impatient I am. But you gave them to me right away. And I was just like, yes, fully, full send, full surrender. I'm here and I am listening to your channelings and I trust. Wow. That's amazing to hear because, you know, like I said, like when they pop in, I'll, I'll let you know, because oftentimes they pop in like in and out, in and out. And I'm like, okay, I, I, they want me to acknowledge them in this moment. And so for in your case, I did tell you as, as when they were popping in, I was, I was letting you know that they were there. Um, yeah. oftentimes, you know, I just make a mental note and I always let, you know, clients know at the end, but for sure you, they were like, they, I felt like they were popping in and out because they wanted to make sure that I let you know that they were there. And yeah. I, other clients have, you know, have let me know that they've always said that, you know, I came into this reading and I said, you know, show me, you know, a bunny or a fox, a whale, a turtle, you know, to, to, so I could confirm that we're actually in the records. And I always let them know, you know, this bunny just popped in a fox and a whale just showed up. Um, and so they also like laugh or like, they like smile because it's confirmation for them in that moment that the reading is something that they needed to have in that moment. And that the messages that they're receiving are for them and to trust in them because they're there for them that in, that in that moment, that's what they needed to hear. Exactly. And to piggyback off of that, I also think that it's important to note that even if your practitioner or provider doesn't mention a sign or something you've set up as like a little test to see if you're there or if they're actually authentically channeling, it doesn't mean that they're not like, I think we place nowadays a lot of um, inability in ourselves to trust and mm -hmm. our skepticism. And I'm highly skeptical, but our skepticism can really take hold. So, so many people, when they'll sit with a the reader, they'll be like, okay, well, in this mediumship reading, I want to speak to my grandfather. Well, actually the, the medium is able to tune into the grandmother because the grandmother has the message or in the case of the records, like you go in wanting to hear one thing, but they're going to tell you something completely different because that's exactly, it's exactly what you needed to hear. So exactly. if you ask for a sign or you want to hear something, you might not hear it. So it's really best to go into these sessions being completely open. Exactly. Yes. And, and, being open and intentional because if you have some sort of expectation and I've noticed this when people go into a reading with expectation or not wanting to really have the reading but just, they're just having it just because the the information is very limited and very um, short and it's not in detail and the reason is because I feel and the guides and guardians have told me is that they're not ready for this reading and the information coming through isn't as detailed as they want it to be, but because a part of them isn't really fully present, really intentional to having the reading, the information is very limited. Exactly. Now, Laura, what would you say is the best advice you have ever received from the records, whether it's been in your own sessions or in a session for someone else? Very simple. It's always everything is going to be okay. Just allow yourself 
to feeling feel feel all the emotions that you feel if you're in a in a place of just where it's chaos where you're in a place where it's just happiness just allow yourself to feel that because it's part of the journey and so it's always a constant evolvement so always know that everything is going to be okay um and it was that was something something that was really hard for me to like believe in like okay can I get something else you know something more detailed something else I could hold on to but always the unfolding of things they say it will always unfold in a way that is going to help you move forward so always know that things are going to be okay Mm, it's so true it's so true and it's so funny because that's also very human advice and we tend to think that if we're going into the records or whatever we need this like really detailed something unearthly that we've never heard before. And it's like, no, we're getting the same messages because this is something that is within the collective consciousness. This is something that not only do we need to hear on an individual level, but it's also what is wanting to be heard and reverberated and rippled out through the collective because it is the truth. Exactly. Mm. It really, it really is. I love it. I want another session with you after (laughs) having this conversation. Um, Before we dive into like my new favorite segment on the podcast, which is a speed round of questions, I wanted to find out if there is anything else about the Akashic Records that we haven't covered that you are just itching to speak about. Definitely with the Akashic Records they provide guidance for, you know, projects, relationships, um, career, career advice. Um, but also they provide inspiration. Like if you feel like stuck on something or you're trying to get some sort of like confirmation, but again, the records do not give you yes or no, but they provide you with options and guidance the guidance that is going to help you see things clearly. Um, they, they also go into much more detail regarding past lives and ancestral lineage uh, traumas. And they also, um, by providing this information, you're able to pinpoint where like a certain energy has been taking hold of you, like is anchoring you um, in a way that is blocking you and so, or holding you back. So, so being able to access the Akashic Records to obtain this information really helps you to continue moving forward in a way that feels more grounded and, and more uh, freeing in your day-to-day life. Um, and also another thing I wanted to mention is that there are many people that like to gift Akashic Rec- Records readings. And so I really want to say that when you do that, you know, always reach out to me because when you gift the reading, again, you we want to make sure that the person receiving this reading is ready for the reading um, because oftentimes, you know, they're grateful they got the reading, but they really don't need it at that time. And again, the information will be limited. And so really gifting it, but then, you know, letting them know, I got you this reading, but you could have that reading whenever you're ready and so we could book that in advance Um, so they could definitely have a reading that 
it's going to contain all the information that they need and it's not going to feel limited. And that's often that something that I found in readings were that were gifted and I provide the reading and I feel like I felt they were very limited and I kind of see that in, in the other person that they felt like, well, I wanted more information, but they weren't ready. So really it's, it's something to, you know, take a note of whenever you want to, you know, gift someone a reading. Thank you for bringing that to people's attention. That's really important. Um, especially because I'm not sure within your prayer, but I know within uh, Dr. H- uh, Linda Howe's prayer, she requires that you use the exact birth name of the person, no matter what, right? Correct. Yes. And that's the same with my prayer. I use the exact birth name. So when I read for someone that got the reading gifted, before we start the reading, I always confirm the name um, just to make sure that I'm using the name that they, that their birth name. But then oftentimes, you know, I ask if you had anything to drink, you know, before the reading and oftentimes it's a yes or no. And when it's a yes and they're like, but it's okay, I'll still go move forward with it. You know, I explain to them, you know, it's actually, it's best if you didn't have anything to drink 24 hours before, because it's, it's going to impact the reading. Again, I I feel like they feel like, well, it was gifted to me. I want it now. Okay. I'll give you the reading. But again, I've noticed again, that it's very limited because it, they're not, they, they drank. So I, I take that um, very seriously. Like I do not drink when I, I have readings. Um, I know that because I want to be a clear channel. Um, so that's something that I also take into consideration when you were, you're gifting someone a gift, a reading as a gift for their birthday, just, you know, maybe letting them know, you know, you could reach out, schedule your reading, like, a few days after whenever you're, you know, better and you're ready for it. So that way the reading could be more um, intentional and, and the information could come through in a way that is going to make more sense. I think that is an excellent point to make uh, because it also just speaks on like things that necessarily aren't great for us. And it's not, not you know, the records aren't even telling us that it's the process to get into the records. That's like, Uh, you know, maybe you don't want to do this or be on this substance or have this in your system while you do this work. Exactly. So that speaks volumes. Yes. Moving in now to my, one of my favorite parts, hot takes. Do you have any hot takes about your industry or the Akashic records? Really? Everybody has a soul. So everybody has an Akashic record and not only like people, but also like buildings, spaces, um, properties, countries, they all have an Akashic record. So whenever you want to dive deep and just get more history of like, like the land and what it has gone through, like, again, just like a soul will only provide you with information that you need to know at that time is the same with properties um, and countries and also animals also let you access their records um you you'll only receive information that you need to know at that time so again i i I, it just blows my mind knowing that you could access the records of a property your um, pet um, and a country so it's just amazing to me it blows my mind too what is the biggest lesson you have learned on your journey that everyone's journey is unique 
um, like I mentioned before, it took me uh, almost a year and a half to be able to access the Akashic Records. So it's okay to be inspired by others, but always come back within yourself because your journey is unique to you and the way that you're going to do things or channel, if, if that's something that interests you, is going to be unique to you. So it takes a lot of trust and surrendering to be able to continue on your path without you know, trying to compare yourself to others. And when you come back to yourself and you begin to trust in the way that you do it, that's when you're, you're going to be able to fully access what it is that you're trying to learn or if it's the Akashic Records or any other healing modality, you're, you're going to be able to hone in those skills once you surrender to trusting how it is that you're supposed to do it in your own unique way. An amazing reminder that we all need it. Yes. <laughs> Earlier, you shared with us the best lesson you received from the Akashic Records or the best advice you received from the Akashic Records. What is the worst advice you've received from another human? That's the way life is. So just continue doing it. For example, when I went to college, I was always told, study something that you you will always have a job in, like nursing or business or, you know, you have this job, you get paid well, stay there. And so you know, that's, I, I never liked that advice. I never took it. Um, I was like, I always thought to myself, there has to be a better way. I cannot be miserable going to work every single day. That's, that's not right. That that's not, that's not right. And I always have had that in the back of my mind that I don't, I never wanted to be at a job where I felt unhappy. And oftentimes I was told, well, you get paid well, you have benefits. So, I mean, it's just a job. So just stay there. That I mean, that's all that's all that matters. You're getting paid well and you have benefits. You you need to stay there. And that's yeah, that's the worst advice I ever got. And I agree with you a thousand percent on that because it really is some shitty advice to give someone, especially when they're not happy doing that nine to five. Get out of there. Start listening to your heart and and follow what is true to you. Hey. Ask your Akashic Records what is right for you. Exactly. And then my last question for you, Laura, how do you create consciousness on a daily basis? I love this question. Um, Always coming back to myself, taking care of myself and just like sitting and just like thinking out loud or just like just thinking and just like asking myself certain questions that I might, might have and not looking outside of myself for answers, but coming back within myself. Because when I come back within myself, I feel that I'm more grounded and I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more present in that moment. Um, and whichever decision I make in that moment is the best decision for me because I know it's coming from this space of being grounded and in, in just very intentional. So just coming back within myself. Beautiful. Such, such a beautiful answer. And I see it. You are so amazing. How can people stay in touch with you? How can people join your email list or find you on social media? Just give us all the ways. Of course. Um, Often, most most of the time on Instagram. So my username is at Laura Tati Lyra. And that's the same as my website, Laura Tati Lyra. Uh, dot com. 
And you can, when you go to my website, um, you could sign up to my newsletter. And with my newsletter, I send out a uh, mid-month message to the community of the newsletter subscribers. I also send out um, Oracle readings and any other um, news. For example, recently I sent out the news that besides giving one-on-one Akashic Records readings, I also give uh, written readings that you could purchase via my shop. And so I have three different listings, well, six, uh, including my tarot readings, but there's Akashic Records readings in my shop, one question, two questions, or three questions. So you write your question there, you pay for it. And then within 24 to 48 hours, I will send you an email in a written, like like if it's a letter, uh, channeling the message from your um, Akashic Records. So it comes to you like in a letter format, um, the message that they want to provide to you. Um, so I have those and I also have a uh, tarot readings as well, um, where I channel information. And when I, when I access the, the tarot, when I do tarot, tarot spreads, um, I, I access your Akashic records. So that's how I pull the cards with your Akashic records open. So you could also purchase those readings via my shop. And I have, again, two questions, three questions, um, and other different spreads, uh, that you could choose from in the, in the shop. Amazing. Amazing. And definitely, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you check Laura out. She's fabulous. You heard her here yourself. Go check her out. We will link all of her information in the show notes. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am just so, so grateful for you, your channelings and your wisdom. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for inviting me to your beautiful space. I've listened to your podcast since it started, and I just love how it has evolved. And I love listening to your other um, interviews and other conversations you've had. I've learned so much. And thank you again for all the work that you do. Thank you. I will talk with you soon. Conscious Creators, that is today's episode with the fantastic and incredible and majestic Laura Tati Lyra. She is also offering Creating Consciousness listeners and this conscious community 10% off one of her written readings in her shop when you use promo code consciousness. I will link her shop lauratatilyra.com slash shop in the show notes so you can visit it and purchase a written reading with her. She does also offer uh, Zoom distance readings as well. I highly recommend getting a reading with her. She is fantastic. You can also receive her newsletter uh, by signing up the link in the show notes as well. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And I also want to let you know that if you send me a screenshot of your five-star rating and review via email, Rebecca at thisconsciousness.com or via Instagram at thisconsciousness, but Instagram will take a little longer for me to get back to you. You can get a free mini Oracle card reading for me. And of course, all that information is linked in the show notes as well. And last, but certainly not least, I want to tell you about another free offering I have for this conscious community. It is called Letters from Your Highest Self, and it is a monthly 
email newsletter where on the first of each month, you will get a channeled message from your highest self. These emails are also jam-packed with a ton of other spiritual wisdom and teachings. And sometimes we just need some extra love and support from what we already know to be within us. So I recommend subscribing to these emails. I'm not gonna spam you with them. It's literally just a way to tune back into yourself and give yourself the love and care that you deserve. And it's a free offering. And you can find the link for that in the show notes as well. And of course, I'm not going to leave you hanging here. I want to let you know that you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with a new episode for you. Until then, conscious creators. Mm -hmm.